Hello, and welcome to the Tin Shed Podcast. We have gone back to the audio version of the Tin Shed Podcast. Uh, just wasn't really happy with the quality of the first one. Uh, if you didn't see it, see the train wreck. You can go to tinshedpodcast.com. If you go to the contact page, if you click on the YouTube channel thingy, it's on the contact page. It's a little picture of the shed. <laughs> like, if you click on that, it takes you to the YouTube channel. It's, yeah, it's a lot easier than saying how to find it on YouTube. Anyway, you do that. You can find the video there as well. Uh, there will be a link put up shortly on the page on the podcast section. And yeah, I am plugging a video that was really shitty. So, if you want to go see how shitty it is, you can go to the go go to the tinshedpodcast.com contact page, click on the YouTube channel, it'll take you to the shitty video. Um Yeah, this podcast is actually much later than the two previous. And actually out of the two previous, only one of them is on the website. And that is due to my high level of procrastination. I'll say it here and I'll say it right now. My levels of procrastination are so high that I make it look busy when I do nothing. It, it works out. Like, first off, the high level of procrastination is due for, well, this past week anyway. There's always going to be different factors contributing to your procrastination, as any professional procrastinator knows. This week, it was a high level of procrastination was uh, a bunch of sandwiches, wink wink, a game of darts, and some wine. But uh, it was just mostly just putting things off. And, and you know what though, I can look back through my entire life, all the way back to grade school, and I can see that me putting things off has always been an issue. So... I can't even make a guarantee of an actual date for this podcast, so you guys are just going to have to fucking pay attention to the social media and whenever I put out a podcast. Because I had originally intended to do it every Tuesday, but then I realized I put things off way too much. So that's just, I can't do it. Like, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just me. Anybody that knows me, they always know. Aaron McDonald, that dude procrastinates. Put things off. Yeah, I do. But, uh, moving on. I'm going to go on to, uh, something that's just been bugging me lately. And, uh, well, there's actually a lot of things that are bugging me. But this is one of them that's been bugging me a lot lately. And it's not so much... The, the incident itself. What I'm talking about is the fucking John Jin Gomeshi. Go, how do you say his name? Gomesh? Gomesh? Fucking. Fucking. You know what? It's John Goulash. This John Goulash trial. He's up on sexual assault charges. What's fucking 
what's bugging me, and I'm going to post this article up on, on my Facebook and my Twitter if I didn't already. But uh, there was an article, uh, I forget what newspaper, like I said, it's in the link. But it's, it's crazy what people are suggesting now. Like, it's being suggested by hardline feminist groups that a victim of sexual assault should always be taken <clears throat> as being true no matter what. So, that's a, it's a noble thing to say, but at the same time, you got somebody on the stand that is on trial. It has to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And it's something that should never be compromised. Never. Never. Beyond a reasonable doubt always has to be there. Um, yeah, like, it, it's, it's just one of them strange things. Yeah, it's just... It's strange. Like, we all want justice. If you do something wrong, you have to pay for it. So, you go through a trial, you do all this stuff to say, okay, this person did this or this person didn't. Now, to get to that point where you got to determine if that person did or that person didn't, there has to be a set of guidelines that you have to fall into. And you, you can't play to emotionalism. Like, that, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to do. And it usually, excuse me, it usually leads you down the wrong path. So that's why we have beyond a reasonable doubt. So if you're to say that a victim of sexual assault, their word has to be taken as truth regardless, that's the same thing as saying that that person is guilty and they're going to jail. So why bother having a fucking trial? Like just... Really. And <clears throat> don't get me wrong, like, there is things that I have learned since this fucking whole goulash trial started. Uh, apparently, victims of sexual assault or rape will often go back to their accuser. And it, apparently, this is fucking documented that this happens. And on and off, on and off, little side note here, whatever you want to call it. I've noticed that when I'm not doing video, my FPMs go up drastically. Or maybe it's the wine. We'll get to that in a second. But anyway, back to goulash. It's, and it's not even about that guy. Like, if he did what he did, he's a fucking sleazebag. And if he didn't do what he did, well, you know what? There's going to be some little extra money coming out of her fucking... Pockets for fucking taxes when he goes and sues for wrongful dismissal. Like, uh, and actually, I hate to say it, I hate to say actually a lot too because I noticed it. They fired that guy before he was even convicted of a crime. So, realistically, the CBC is kind of wrong for firing fucking Juan Goulash because. They fired him on the allegations of sexual assault, not that he did it. 
So they kind of fired him just on somebody's assumption, which is which is totally wrong. And I hate to say it because it, it's something that affects me personally and everybody else that listens to this listen to this, this from Canada is that if he sues the CBC, that's taxpayer dollars. It's publicly funded company. Um, I kind of drifted off track there. Oh, Jesus, what was I going to say? It, it all comes down to innocent and proven guilty. That's the only way to say it. And I am a little slurred because I'm having wine. Um, anyway, back on track. Jesus Christ, Aaron. The article that I put up, or that I am going to put up, because I don't remember if I put it up or didn't, because it's been a while ago, and due to my level of procrastination, I forgot if I put the article up or not. But uh, the article is actually by Norm MacDonald's brother, comedian. The comedian Norm MacDonald. Saturday Night Live, Dirty Work, uh, fuck. Uh, he was in Billy Madison. Anyway, funny dude. His brother, thank you Jason Dean from work, that's who told me who his brother was. He'd done an article on uh, the... Uh, fuck. It's the article that I keep talking about. Anyway, I posted it. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, it's like hashtag believe the victim or hashtag justice versus justice or whatever. But uh, there was a really interesting... It was a really interesting analysis of the trial. And kind of what it boils down to... Um, it was the first paragraph. Uh, I misread it at first. And again, thank you, Jason Dean. If you didn't point me in the right way, I wouldn't have went on a pretty big rant here about free speech that so would have been wrong. But uh, in the first paragraph, it's something like, uh, left and right both agree we have too much free speech. And... Uh, and he said it does seem that way at times. But, like, really? How can we have too much free speech? Like, how can... That's like you have too much freedom. You need you need someone to have, hold you in. And, and you don't really. Like, it's... That's stupid. It seems like the... That the dream of equality... It's, it's turned into, into, like... Something just totally different. The dream of equality has turned into like certain groups having more equality than other groups. Like with the whole part of... Oh no, you can't even say that because there is dudes that get sexually assaulted too. So yeah, I take that back. I can't even say that. I'm just going to move on. It's going to be me. I'm going to move on. Um, we're turning into make everything PC like politically correct with this whole movement of making everybody equal uh make a plane make everything just the same and the the disturbing thing and i hate to go eh. well the disturbing thing here is that in our quest for equality we got to ignore what makes us individuals and just focus on the group as a whole the economy doesn't have a skin color. My friends think about the whole... Think about my friends. Fuck, did I ever screw that up? Ugh, you're in your dick. Like, just everybody out there, just think for a second. 
The economy doesn't have a fucking skin color. We're hearing about it all the goddamn time. Like, it's... It's just, like, just don't think about the individual. Focus on the whole. Think about the big picture. All these trade deals. Um, you got refugee crises all over the world. You got to put your feelings in the back and think about all these other people. But yeah, you know what? I say fuck that. I fuck, fuck that. The only thing that makes us all the same is that we're all different. Okay? Like, accept what makes us different. Accept what makes us the same. Like, it's... You know what? You like whatever you like. If you like wiener, you like beaver, it doesn't hurt me. Doesn't hurt anybody else. Right? Because like you're talking about something that two willing parties are doing. Or three willing parties. Or maybe four. Or maybe even a whole fucking room full. Who knows? But and you know what? It goes the other way too. You don't like people that are the same color as you? Well, you know what? That's great. The world needs assholes. How the hell are we going to know what's bad if we don't have bad things going on around us? If we don't have people saying shitty things? Right? It's not like I'm racist or anything like that. It's just like... I, and I go, I go back to uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead for this one. And it's an example that I use time and time and time again. It comes from the the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Uh, one of the songs. What was it? It was a Primus song, actually, and I love Primus. But uh, at the end of the song, it's, it's Beavis talking to Butthead, and uh, he's, they're talking about TV. And he's like, uh, <laughs> pretty soon they're gonna be like. Uh, 500 channels. Anyway, the whole conversation is like, uh, Beavis says something like, what if all the channels were cool and none of them sucked? And Butthead, whatever the, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, he said, if all of them were cool, how would you know that any of them, that anything sucked? So like, you need a little bit of shitty to know that what you have is great. Like, I don't know how else to put it. I think we just got to learn how to deal with the shit. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of drifted off track from what that article was all about. Um, yeah, if you get if you get a chance, go on my Facebook page. The link is on my web website. It's in Go check out the ad, article, ad, whatever you want to call it. Is it really news anymore? I don't know. Anyway, check out the article, see what you think, make up your own mind. And since I got way off track with that, I'll veer off to another little subject right now. I recently watched, when I say recently, I meant this weekend, when I should have been doing a podcast, I watched a documentary, uh, or a show, or... I'm, I'm not sure what you call it, but it was on YouTube... Um, the channel is called Reserve, and that's something else I will post up on the Facebook and the Twitter. But it was called 
what the fuck was it called? How to make the best or how the best is made. And they started talking about the wines. Oh yes, Aaron's talking about wine again. Booyah! Um, this whole Napa Valley, the whole wine scene there and how big it is. And I watched it and this thing was like an hour long. I always thought that there would be, you know, you'd hire some people, they'd go around. I pictured the wine guy, the guy that owned the winery, he'd be walking around with like a, this fucking white suit with the cowboy, white, white hat on, like a fucking cowboy hat type C that you see in the fucking old westerns from the dudes that owned the ranches. You know, he just didn't look like a rancher, he just owned the place. And he'd be going around telling the guys, pick the grape, pick the grape, pick at the grape, uh. But, uh. Yeah, it's nothing like that. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And uh, this this show or documentary or whatever you call it that takes place in the Napa Valley, it's all the owners of the wineries are pretty hands-on. And you can tell by the way that they're talking about their grapes and their wines and stuff like that, that they're very passionate about it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was really good. And uh, I recommend it to anybody that's interested in anything like that, or if you have an hour to kill, watch it. It's, uh, it's very good. The thing that gets me about it was all the lab equipment that these wineries use. Like, they're, they're putting the little samples of grapes all crushed up into juices and centrifuges, and they're separating out, and they got them all sitting on a table, and you can see different le levels, like one layer is very dark, and then another layer, and whatever. The dude comes over, and he picks up a little, it's like a little shot glass of this of this juice. And he takes a shot of it, and he's like, eh, it's bitter, blah, 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 blah. It tastes like blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Picks up another one, he's like, ooh, it's sweet. It tastes like blah, 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 blah. They do all this testing and shit like that. They're testing the acidity and all the stuff on the wines. On these, not even wines at this point, it's just berries. And it all comes down to this dude's taste. The guy that was, or guy or person, I'd imagine some ranch or wineries, it's, it's women that taste it. Some other winery, it might be a gay person or whatever. Whatever groups that are out there, I'm picturing in my mind that all the wineries have them covered. So, yeah, you're, you're all looked after. It all boils down to somebody's taste and their perception on how it's going to taste when it becomes wine. And then it's that same dude, or possibly another person, that is tasting the wine. Burr, it's cold out in the shed tonight. They're uh, tasting the wine in barrels. They're rolling around the glasses, looking at the roll, getting a good idea how it is, and they say, okay, time to bottle this fucker up. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Meanwhile, watching that on the weekend, tonight I bottled up my own wine kit. It took me like six weeks to make. And, uh, it, was, it turned out really good. If you can't tell from my speech tonight, um, I've been sipping it, and, uh, I, I really like it. Um, the kit that I made this time was a Cheeky Monkey Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, if you have a chance, if you see it, 
um, it's 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 cheesy looking packaging, but look beyond the packaging. It's very good wine kit. I was actually very skeptical of it at first. It was a it was a gift from my girlfriend. She bought it for me. I was skeptical, and I gotta say, that girl was right. She knows what she was doing. And uh, yeah, it turned out great. So she made a good choice. Like, uh, especially because she doesn't drink wine. I can't say that. She'll drink sangria. But is sangria really a wine? Um, anyway, back onto this wine that she made, that she got me. Uh, right off of bottling, like, I, I, I bottled it tonight, Monday, February 22nd. 2016 and uh it looks like something that just come out of a bottle like after taking it out of my carboid and, and into the bottle like there's a uh, jesus christ aaron you're saying like a lot tonight like i know what's up with that i don't know man but like you gotta knock that off i think you gotta knock off talking to yourself you think so dude yeah, that's getting a little long on the tooth. Well, it depends on how big of a tooth. What, what are we talking about here? I think that you just got to put that glass down and just get back onto your little cue cards that you got written down there and read them, you little girl. Now, what happens if there's a tough girl out there and you're talking to me like that? You know what, Aaron? I'm not going to have this conversation with you, Okay. Never mind the fact that you're standing in here in a fucking tin shed all by yourself, moving your finger back and forth, twisting from side to side from whichever person is talking. Wait. Yeah, okay. Jesus, Aaron. Okay, I'm going to stop that. Anyway... I hope somebody got a little laugh out of that. Um, you got to put a lot of value into something that that you do on your own. And even if it is going to a store and buying the wine kit and just taking it home and putting it in there and mixing all the ingredients in it and just making wine over time, uh, there is something to something to making something on your own and it tasting better. I've noticed it with stuff that me and the girlfriend have done that we've made here. It, it's just, when you have your own hand in it, it, it always tastes better on a more serious note. Like, it, it's just, uh, it's way better. Um, what else am I going to talk about? Since I've been procrastinating, I feel kind of rushed doing this. And uh, I'm highly doubting the quality of this one too. But I'm like, Probably over 20 minutes into it. So, uh, there was another video. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking, I'm posting this one on Facebook and Twitter too because it is amazing. If you played old video games, when I say, like, yeah, old video games, let's say it. We're, I'm talking about Blades of Steel. Anybody that played Blades of Steel's. That knows that music for that game there's this dude on youtube I, I put that link up on my page too to that video 
on Facebook and Twitter. Dude's playing drums to that. And he just fucking just... This guy nails it. Ah, I forget what his name is. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And as I'm, as I'm watching the video of this guy playing it, I'm thinking of other video games that would kind of mash into heavy metal really well. And then it, it's, it works out. There's a, there's a lot of video game themes, the older games, just, they work out well. How simple they are, kind of, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not that they're simple, it, it's... It's the formula of them, like up and down sounds, like Zelda's, like, uh, or sorry, Metroid. Anyone, any of those old video games. If you listen to go back and listen to those games, you could see you could do a metal version of it. And uh, it's the same as classical music. Burr. It's cold in the shit tonight. I said that already, but oh my god. It's chilly. Um, heavy metal music. It seems to, it's almost like classical music. And it kind of melds to, to uh, video game music. It's, a, it, it's pretty cool. If you're looking for something to watch, look up that video of that guy playing the fucking drums to Blades of Steel. And then when you're doing that, scroll down the side where you see the videos that are the similar to it. And I'm, I guarantee you, you're going to find something that's very similar to it. You'll find a metal version or whatever. Um, actually, there is a full heavy metal version without the music from the video game of the Blade of Steel theme. I didn't listen to that one yet, but it is out there. Um, I'm in Link mode right now. Not Legend of Zelda Link. But just links that I'm putting up. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, a link that's kind of sobering, I guess. Not sobering, just a fucking... It's one of those things that pisses you off. It's it's a, it's about this family in Ottawa. They had their insurance cut because they have foster kids. Yes, insurance cut off because they have foster kids. Like how fucking ridiculous is that? And again. I'm using the, the fuck word there because that is an appropriate spot to say fuck. How, what kind of person or company, I'm going to say person because technically, well, no, in the U.S. they're people, but in Canada they're not, not yet. But these companies still are run by people. What kind of a person would, call, would say that to, a per, to, some, to another human being over the phone? Uh, yeah. I see that you've taken in some children. And, uh, you may have made a difference in their lives where they're going to be, uh, better people. So, um, we're just going to cut off your insurance at the end of this month. Right. Bye-bye. Like, Come on. That, to me, and, and hopefully a lot of other people out there, foster parents are an, a, an essential service to, to where we are now. Because like I said earlier, we need assholes in this world. And if we don't have assholes, we're not going to have foster kids. 
it's it's the thing. That's what you need. If you're gonna have foster parents, there's gotta be assholes out there somewhere. Or people that fall in hard times where they, they can't look after their kids and they need help. So an insurance company, yes, they do have the right to accept what business they want to take and that they're there to play odds. It should be more of a fucking ethical obligation for these guys. They're, they're like casino owners. They're playing the odds. And that's all it is. It's like, if you have foster kids, they might have some issues, so eh, maybe you might get some walls kicked in. Whatever. So we're going to cut you off. So you do that over the, the vast picture of all of your customers that have house insurance. How many of those people are foster parents? Very, very few. So, you take a little bit from your profits and you set it aside. The same as what any other working person does. Like, if the cost of, let's say, groceries goes up, which it has by 18% in Nova Scotia this year, I have to make adjustments for that. Gotta eat. Why can't these guys that are making billions of dollars just say, you know what? These people are doing a good job. They're looking after kids. They're Maybe they're setting an example for a kid that's going to do a lot when they grow up. Maybe they'll do the same. Maybe they'll look after people that are down and out. That would eventually, when you think about it, would be a little bit of a savings to that person that is denying that other person insurance. Wow, did I ever go on a rant? Oh, I really didn't mean to do that, but it felt good. It's, uh, there's a whole lot more I can say about that too. It's, you have to, if you, if you have a house and you're paying a mortgage on it, you have to have insurance. So, you're kind of saying that, well, this one insurance company, and they're, they're, the insurance company name is Personal. Personal Insurance. They're in Ottawa. The, the name of the company is in the article that I'm posting on Facebook and Twitter. If, if you're a company like that, it just, it just pisses me off so much to see how the person taking that phone call or the person that made that phone call to say, yeah, we can't cover you no more, man. Or not even man. They wouldn't have said man. They wouldn't even have the decency to do that. Just, man, it it really bothers me. Oh, and it's really fucking cold out here right now. I shouldn't really say it, really fucking cold. It's not too, too bad, but it's getting there. Um, yeah, hang on one sec. And I'm back. I love that pause button. That was a tinkle break. Um, anyway, I'm still gagged and pissed about the whole fucking insurance thing. I, I do understand that, yes, they are a private company and they're there to make money and blah, 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 blah. That person is there to live. And if that person is paying a mortgage and what that insurance company is doing puts them in violation of their mortgage because they need insurance to keep that mortgage active. 
All the while, they're trying to make somebody else's life a little bit easier. But just... What the fuck? You're, help, you're hurting people that are actually trying to help people at the ground level. These people are just barely on their feet and running. And already, they're, being, they're seeing what happens in the world. Like, don't help people. It's going to come back and bite you. You're not going to have insurance. You might lose your house. If you, if you don't get rid of these fucking kids, these fucking destroyers of worlds. Oh, wow, that was awesome. You might not have been able to hear that echo, but there was an echo when I said, DESTROYER OF WORLDS! <laughs> it's, it's just... It's disturbing. Like... And the crazy thing about it... Man, and it went above a half hour. The, the craziest thing about it was, the insurance company excuse was, it was a misunderstanding. What they meant to say was because was that they don't want to insure houses that take in emergency kids. Kids that are in drastic need of help. See, this family where whose home insurance was denied had the foster children for a few years. To save face, the faceless corporation turns around and says, well, no, 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 no. We meant emergency kids. Kids that really need help. We're not going to insure you for them, guys. Just take the kids that are safe and that you've already had for a few years. Like, give me a fucking break. It's people that need help. People that are still partially cartilage. That's it. Like, these people don't even have bones all the way yet. They're still cartilage, some of these people. Like, they can't even... <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. Like, they're little kids. And you just don't want to, you just, these fuckers that we got to pay money to, everybody, whether you're dealing with vehicles, property, whatever, you got to pay these guys money and they're saying that little people don't matter, little kids don't matter, or they're, they're an asset, they're a risk is a better way to put it. So, oh man, like, I wasted a lot of time on that. I was meant to. I meant to go into a, a little bit on funny shit that people say at work. So hopefully that comes up next week. Uh, and since I went on a little bit longer than I was supposed to do, I'm gonna sign off here and go service the ride-on dishwasher. Have a good week, everybody, and. I'm going to do my best to put up another podcast shortly, as in sometime this week. And if I don't, hold on to your fucking trousers or whatever you're wearing under your fucking pants. It'll get up there eventually. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.